it. It's all right. We just made eye contact. Oh. Thanks so much. Keep talking about that. She knows. Yeah, I can tell her. And she, yeah, she should. I'll tell her. Um. Brother Maka, is there any way you can turn Kali's voice down in my piano vocal channel?
you would just have your way in this place tonight, God. Move without restraint, God. Get us out of the way so that you can move. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Welcome to Sunday night service. It's good to see each of you. Why don't you just look at somebody and wave, shake their hand, give them an air hug. That was always awkward when people do that. <clears throat> we have some uh, exciting events coming up. January 17th, which is Tuesday night, is our Ladies United Fellowship. Sister Candy Goforth is speaking. I'm excited about hearing her. This is her burden, her passion, so I'm excited about hearing her. That will be at Bratcher's Nursery, so because it is at somewhere and we'll be doing something, today is the last day to sign up because she has to give that to Stacy Bratcher. The 21st is the journey uh, get-together at the Family Life Center from 6 to 8. That is ages, I think, 18 to like 39, is that correct? 
something like that. Um, Sign-up sheets on the four-year. The 29th is the monthly mission pledge. Any contributions you want to be added to 2022 must be turned in today. And the youth strawberry fundraiser, say Valentine's Day. Yeah, you need to buy some for your significant other or for yourself. Orders must be in by February 8th. And the online registration for the Ladies Joy Conference is open. That's our Ladies Conference for the North Texas District. Last year was an incredible turnout. It was powerful. And any time when you're with like women or men or with men, it's just very powerful. So you want to be sure and be there. Not to mention our... First Lady's kind of important at those things. So anyways, why don't you go ahead and stand up. We've come to worship the great I Am. Why don't you just go ahead and give Him some praise. God, we're here to offer up a sacrifice of praise to you, God. It seems small just to give you praise, but it's all we have for you. You deserve all the glory and all the honor. I will give you my greatest praise, my highest praise, which is hallelujah. Hallelujah to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the God Almighty, the El Shaddai, my Prince of Peace, the Everlasting Father. You are worthy, God. You are worthy, God. Yes, you have won the victory. You have won the victory.
And I was so fortunate to do a Bible study with my friends. And we broke down a song, a worship song that we are very highly of, think of it, highly. And it was, I thank God. And you have this first verse and it's, it's got some pretty sad stuff in it. The guy is wandering in the night. He's telling us that he can't win anything. He's telling us he's tired. He refers to himself as a bag of bones. But then in the pre-chorus, he says, just when I ran out of road, I met a man I didn't know. And he told me I wasn't alone. And then it goes into a chorus where he's glorifying and praising God. So in this verse that it has, if that's where the song stopped, it'd be pretty sad. But the good news is that's not where the song stopped. It kept on going. And that's when he met God. And he met God just whenever he was at the end of his road. And whenever you're at the end of the road, the only thing you can do is turn back around. And I think it's really cool because sometimes we wonder why we have to go on the road at all. But sometimes we can't just jump into a chorus of the song. We got to go to the verse first to build it up. The verse was his testimony. And sometimes the things that we are praying for, sometimes desperately, we pray for him a lot, a long time. That is our testimony. Sometimes we wonder why we have to walk the road at all. But if he wasn't at the end of the road, he wouldn't have found Jesus. And so here tonight, whatever you have, I pray that you take it to God because that's the one you need to take it to because that's where all of our needs go. And so tonight, I also want to say that I'm so, I was looking at and I was seeing all of us worship together in one accord, lifting holy hands to God. And that alone is beautiful. And so today we are going to also pray for these people that might be in a testimony season. Um, as we can play for Alex Stevens, Louis Weems, Jonathan Crawford, Miller Gambury, Rex Foster, Bob Brown, Billy Bolton, Brother and Sister Tornado, George and Mildred Pratt, Nelson and Missy Miller, Chaplain Steve Gibbs, Loretta Edwards, Brother and Sister Bristow, Brother and Sister Proctor, Sister Renine Flowers, Manuel Martinez, uh, Rose Stanfield, Amy Thompson, Ryan Williams, Lenita Leonard, Drew McNeil, Bryce May, D. Cheshire, Dickie Egwin, Miller Maxwell, Dylan Melvin, Amy Burton, and Terry uh, Hawk. With all of these people, these names are important to the people that we care about. And if God would leave 99 to get one, he's got a lot of names on here. So he's got a lot of ones that he's about to go get. So let's pray for these needs, pray for these testimonies together as a church. And if you have any need at all, I pray that you come down and the ministers will anoint you with oil and you will see God come through. Jesus, together we worship you and we are so thankful for every word, everything that you have brought us to that can be our testimony. And I worship you for everything that does bring us our testimony because we know that that is how we can be saved. We worship you.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Almighty God. You said it, Jesus. In your word, when it was written, you said it. When you said the words, it is done. When you died on that cross, it was completed. My salvation was guaranteed in that moment if I chose it. From that moment on, me, you, every single person on this earth has the ability to receive peace that passes all understanding, love that you can't even fathom, and salvation from this world and I'm extremely grateful for my God that I serve sort of a funny story but I can't remember if pastor told me if if it was brother Craig Adams brother Caleb Adams or or maybe my father a very long time ago but he, he was there was these two men and one of them said you know I just I don't think God's real I can't see him, I can't feel him, I can't smell him, and so I just don't think God's real. Well, the other guy, he said, he said, really? And he said, yeah, man. And the other guy said, well, that's weird, man. I, I don't know. He's like, man, well, can you see your brain? He said, no. He said, can you feel your brain? He thought, no, no. He said, well, can you smell your brain? He said, no. He said, well, he said, brother, I hate to break it to you, but I don't think you have a brain then if that's what we're going off of. <laughs> but, but I enjoy that story because, yes, it's, it's fun and it's, it's playful, but that's entirely what faith is. And that the thing is, we don't even have to have that much faith. It just says we need the faith of the size of a mustard seed and we'll see mountains move. But then I even thought, even later before I was even coming up here and going to tell that story, and I was like, but that's the thing. I, I do see my God. Every single day that I get to wake up and I see the grass is growing green and I see the air is blue and I don't, I don't understand how it looks like that or why I even perceive color like I do. So there I see my God. And then I come to church on Sundays where I get in my prayer closet and then I feel my God, the smelling one. I don't know, maybe one day I'll have that revelation myself, but I haven't got that one yet. But I'm so grateful for the God that I do serve that I can feel him and that I do see him and I see him on a daily basis at that and I see him on an hourly basis and I see him breaking chains in families I see him breaking generational curses and I see him bringing back people to church that I never would have thought would have been in church in the first place and so I do see my God I do feel my God and I'm very grateful for my God because he is very real and he's very present everywhere at all times So at this time, if the ushers would please come, just another form of worshiping our God, giving thanks, giving praise to our God is through tithing and offering.
And I'm grateful that I have a job to get to be able to tithe an offering myself. Now, sometimes it's not as much as I would like to for it to be. You know, Brother Pastor was talking about the big banker this morning. I was sort of hoping, you know, that banker would just sort of feel influenced to invest in me personally being a young minister. And so I'm still praying for that as well, Pastor, that he walks through those doors as well. (laughs) I'm joking, by the way, y'all. Goodness. God, thank you so much. Thank you so much for a wonderful church house that we get to come to and worship you, God. Free from, we have complete liberty to worship you however we seem fit for our God. Thank you, Jesus, for every single one of our leaders, God, in this church that lead us through the trials, God. And then us being able to be the light to our workplaces, our schools, our families, and our friends. Thank you so much, Jesus, for being the God that you are. Not because of what you've done for me, but because of just who you are. And that's Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, I plead your blood over this this offering and this service tonight. Amen. I will praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I will praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will sing. I will praise the Lord. Oh, oh, oh.
just can't stop praising His name, Jesus. going to walk out of here with a physical healer. The healer is in the house. We pray for Aiden right now. Father, send an angel right now to those people. Hopefully their faith is turned on so they can receive the healing the word of God so that the miracle can take place. In the name of Jesus, I bring the blood, the word, and the power of the Holy Ghost, the resurrection to this situation.
I wish somebody would say it with me. You shall know the truth. And the truth will make you free. Knowing it is the critical part. They that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. They that know about their God won't have that faith. But they that know their God, he's alive. He's a miracle worker. He can't lie. He is love. He is forgiveness. He is all power. So right now, in the name of Jesus, we have put a lot of people on our prayer chain and prayer list. And I want us to let faith just be turned loose as we sing this little chorus that we have sung for years. We're going to be free from doubt. We're going to be free from fear as we sing in the name of Jesus this little chorus. He said, be free. Only God could he do said, it. Be free. Oh, he broke the bond of prison for me. just go to a people that's a different deal if you just go because you don't want people to think weird about you that's a different deal he said come unto me 
I come to his house because I'm expecting him, the owner of the church, the people of God. I'm expecting him to show up and show out so we can have the same light he wants to give us. The Lord is not stingy. He is looking for a place to land his glory in any life, whoever will. He said, whosoever will, let him come and drink of the water of life freely. I will not withhold any good thing from them that call on my name that love my name that cleanse their hands and cleanse their heart I will purify every element in their life and I will set a fire a revival of glory and holiness and righteousness that you won't have to force it it's my desire to give you that I didn't get to the uh, end of my lesson today but uh the last statement was they that will be will be but if they will him him they will be it's amazing just a little ways away from every one of us is a river of living water well Hebrews the 11th chapter Verse 1, now faith. Somebody say, now faith. Yesterday's faith won't work. Tomorrow's faith won't work. Today, now faith. Is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. There is within us the wonderful imaginary realization that the word of God can land in my life. I see the pictures in the Bible of healings, of miracles, of signs and wonders, of the gifts of the Spirit, of the preaching and the power of Jesus Christ. I see that there. So now faith, I'm not talking about, well, when I see him do what I want him to do, that's another faith. I want to now faith. I want to give it to him. Praise because I believe in him. Praise in advance. Give him permission to put the clock together on everything. He is the Lord of the universe. And that's why I encouraged you the other day, read Ecclesiastes, the third chapter, because there is a time to everything under the sun. There is a time to plant, and we have planted a lot. There is also a time to water. And that means encourage the people that you have planted seed in. And then there is a time for storms to test what's happening. And then there is a time for the sun to shine bright, to put life and make that thing grow. I'm telling you the trials of our life are not meant to damage the seed. They are there to finish maturing the seed. The harshness of the winter, the harshness of the summer, then the melancholy of the other two seasons. They all play their rich part in the harvest. And ladies and gentlemen, we are in line because I am watching most of you that are here this night. And your desire is absolutely what the Bible said. Through desire, we separate ourselves from the way the world thinks and the way the spirits of the world act 
asking people. And we, through desire, say, God, I'm a hungry man. I'm a hungry mother. I'm a hungry dad. I'm a hungry child. And they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled or there's no heaven or there's no hell. I'm here to preach to you a Jesus Christ and mainly about a faith in that Jesus Christ because he's about to return. It may be a hundred years, but he said, I come quickly and that's been 2,000 years. So it may be another hundred years because there are some people you and I have prayed for that just were born a little ways ago and God has a long patience for the harvest. He's going to populate heaven with what he wants and he's going to populate heaven with the ones he gives birth to that will turn their life over to him ladies and gentlemen this is the most exciting day in the world don't you let sports and all the other stuff excite your anticipator like the power of the word of God and the privilege of praying and the privilege of dancing in the Holy Ghost where the glories of angels are attracted to come I'm telling you when you praise the name of the Lord the Bible said that the angels gather around and say holy 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 Lord God Almighty I'm here to preach to somebody tonight this is your night to set your wings out and to start flying into that realm of the spirit where God has called you come unto me I will give you power that you've never tasted it's amazing what God's got in store I'm not willing that any should perish. I cannot imagine with his tremendous power source the people that are already lined up two years out, three years out, that are waiting to see if we can contain in this sanctuary holiness and righteousness and godliness and brotherly love and temperance and making ourselves sacrificial on purpose. Well, I didn't mean for y'all to shout, but the good old Baptist amen will help. All right. I've been exposed to a lot of things, and I, I have to cut out a lot of stuff when I get on this subject. I, I want to read it, Hebrews 11. Most of you can quote it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Then that next one, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand. I hear so many people say, well, I don't understand this and I don't understand that. If I could understand it, I'd get in on it. You wouldn't need faith if you could. Through faith we understand. God's not going to show this, the light, to people that don't want it. They that walk in darkness have seen the light. And they went away from the light. But those that saw the light said, I would like to live in the light. I would like to know my weaknesses. I would like to know my failures. I would like to know the cancer that's eaten up my joy. I would like to know because I need light to do that. And so preacher, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. I mean, uh, when people want it and when they don't want it. Uh, Turn it on. Turn the light on. That's what he did. They didn't want him. Religious culture didn't have a spot for him. 
the only spot they could figure out put him on that cross and they were so distant to his deity they failed to realize that if they try to kill him he'll splatter over the universe and the blood has never lost its power since that day the blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth us from all our sins. I don't care if you came in here the worst person and feeling the most down on yourself. Jesus is going to wash you if you want him to. He's going to cleanse you if you want him to. When you walk out that door tonight, you're going to be saying, Joy of the Lord is my strength. You're going to be happy are those people that serve the Lord. I found the way the bright and shining way I found the glory land way heaven is nearer and the way groweth clearer for I'm in the glory land way if you can't shout you need to jump right lanes get over in the glory cloud get over on top of the things that are hindering you I'm here to tell you it's revival time the glory is available the future is available Come, he said, come unto me. I will make you fishers of men. I will put in your nets everything that you're wanting. Hallelujah. I wish you'd turn around and join hands with somebody or join hearts with somebody. And let's pray one more time for every preacher in this city, every preacher in this county. We are going to pray the angels of God until they are so busy they have to get the next county angels to come help us. Father, I pray, I bring the blood of Jesus. I bring the blood of Jesus over our county, over every preacher in the city, over every church member in the city. I am praying for worldwide revival. I am not a stingy man. I am not wanting it all for me. I just want what I need to get for them what they can get. I'm hungry for these people that put food on my table. I do not want to be slothful and lackly lacking knowledge I'm a hungry man I want you to give us a revival that you promised me when I came here I'm not willing to stop I'm going to keep knocking on heaven's door until every door in heaven is open and all the powers of glory fill this place hallelujah hallelujah I tried to cover up yours so you could just keep shouting out to him whatever you wanted to but when I read Hebrews 11, 1 through 6, something jerks like it does in the womb of a mother. Honey, you want to you wanna feel something cool? Something kicking in my stomach. Something kicking in my bosom. Oh, a church that don't feel the kick hadn't received the seed I don't want a barren altar God don't want a barren altar only the word of God can birth the revival that he has promised and he said I will hear you when you call on me God give me a burden Give me a passion. 
Don't give me a cool place to live and let my neighbors die. I want a passion for my neighbors. Send me into travail because I hear you when you say when the church travails, sons and daughters will be born. We won't have to worry about our backslidden kids. They'll be renewed because they will sin and see and witness the power of the church, the body of Christ working in rhythm and working in harmony and working in unity and forgiving one another and loving one another and helping one another. It's a body. It's not a group that I am this and I am that. It is in the name of Jesus. He is the head of the body and we as the body are to orchestrate by the wisdom of the word and the power structure of the Holy Ghost. Kingdom privileges and powers and casting out devils that are trying to restrict the church. It's not enough to be born. How many of you are six months old? I understand you're wanting to help me. Is there a six-month-old baby in this place? As far as I'm concerned, that baby can go naked. But I'm not going to curse the baby because it's naked. It don't have knowledge. It's going to wet its pants. And it's going to odorize the room. And new converts are going to do that to us. unspeakable and full of glory is the atmosphere of the home you think they're going to want hell instead of heaven not a chance but when they are raised around fussing mothers and dads and when they are raised around lustful and indulgences and they hear the, the hyenas voice of a mother and dad in the other room I don't like you anymore I think I'll get rid of you Do you understand why divorces are happening at an unprecedented rate? Because the love of God is not in them and they plan to go to churches and they do go to churches and they don't know how to forgive and they don't know how to love and I'm praying, I'm preaching as hard as I've ever preached because I'm telling you, I see the eastern sky starting to open right now. I'm here to tell you the womb of God is about to close and the glory of the church is about to terminate and I don't want your kids going to hell because we did not have a passion and a passionate preacher. I am going to set a fire on this platform that we have probably never touched or felt. I am a witness tonight to my own testimony. I can't live with myself any longer. I am want to be a revivalist. I want to shout every day. He said, wake up, shout unto the Lord. Go to bed, shout unto the Lord. He didn't put that on a clock. 
Your kids ought to hear you shouting in the other end of the house. Thank you, God, for the blood. Thank you, God, for the name. Thank you, God, for the peace in our home. And you know what they're going to want? As long as you demonstrate it. Because they're, they're going to run aground the first year they get married. But when they're raised in a home of fussing and fighting, Faith gets things done around the house. Faith gets things done in the yard. Faith. Oh. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. You speak right to your husband, to your wife, to your children. You can damn people without using cuss words. Barely grunting it out. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a time for us to unify and praise the Lord. You do better than that at a ball game. When they, when they even just make two yards and, they, and get a first down. And, and you say, good. At least you jerk inside. Come on, folks. It's time for us to awaken to our potential. Not awaken to our pathos. We already are aware of how pathetic we are in times of need. But it is time to awaken to our river of life. It is a time to awaken unto the Messiah. The heavenly places. The Bible said we sit together now in heavenly places. If we're not sitting and growing in heavenly places. How can we expect to go and live in one that's totally heavenly? I know I'm preaching hard. But the doctor feels like a critical person when he cuts you open. When he knocks you out with a syringe and you don't feel anything. That is the work of the Holy Ghost. It deadens your feelings because you have to crucify the flesh in order to get the what you need put in your mind you know what I'm talking about when you get drunk on alcohol brother uh, I thought I saw a farmer addict back there was that you stand up would you I just hate to call your name. Somebody online may listen and they may not know who you are. When you got intoxicated, you didn't feel a lot, did you? You didn't care what people said about you, did you? You didn't worry about the fact that you did crazy things, did you? When you get drunk on the Holy Ghost, that is symbolic. 
These men are not drunk with wine as you suppose, seeing it is the third hour of the day. But this is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel. You're going to get so intoxicated with victory and glory that the devil can't have a place in your life to put you in defeat, demise, and in uh, and inabilities. I'm here to tell you, we about to walk on devils. We about to triumph over demons. I'm telling you that the house of God is going to be clean and holy and righteous and the victory of the Lord standeth sure and the Lord knoweth them that are his and I want him to mark me count on me Jesus count on me let them do what they want to do to me let them say what they want to say about me I want you I wish somebody had just spent about a minute travailing over our city if you care about our city why don't you travail right now just for a minute You don't have to work it up. I know most everybody here cares about our city. Go ahead, I hear it happening. Go ahead, let's extend it another second, a few seconds. I'm telling you, there's somebody going to be affected by this service way, back, way, way, way out yonder. A backslider is going to feel the power strobe, strobe of, of the light reaching out into their dark midnight world. Now I want you to ask God for a seed of passion for the lost. Ask him because it's going to take you a while to maturate that seed until it winds up in a life form. Father, start with this preacher. Renew in me a right spirit every day. Renew in me the passion of every person in our county. I can't get to them all, but I can pray for all of them. Go ahead. I'm just, I, I just wanted to lead you a little bit into it. Now, if you can pray in the Holy Ghost, I want you to pray in the Spirit right now because the Spirit maketh intercession with the Father for us. And so all over this building, if you are, are, are close enough to that moment, I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost because the Spirit of the Lord intercedes. That is the most intercessory thing that can happen. And that is when you pray in the Holy Ghost, we speak mysteries. For the Spirit itself maketh intercession with the Father. That's it. That's it. Go ahead and take another second or two. My God, we're in your house. We serve you. We didn't come here to, for pleasantries. We didn't come here to satisfy flesh. We came here to get our minds renewed on the purpose and the power and the glory and the, uh, the future. To have a vision so when we walk ever out of our house tomorrow, we walk out with distinctive purpose. I am the light of the world. I am the salt of the earth. And I am going to be that when I touch this world. I'm not going to carry all the pitiful things that have been happening in my life. I'm going to tell them about the glory day I'm going to tell them about the freedom I got I'm going to tell them about the joy I have that's what this is all about so I read to you Hebrews 11 1 through 6 now 
I'm going to tell you a little bit. I wrote it down for myself so I could catalog it at any time. And, and I, I mean, I've got pages. I'm not going to do pages for you. But when I sat down at my computer some time ago, I wrote down on paper so that when I get old, my kids can read why my faith. But I'm going to read part of it to you tonight because I am convinced that God wanted me to share with you. So I grew up around faith. At first, faith was not just another noun. It was a religious word. I, little was I to know at 10 years of age where faith would begin to open doors and help me to overcome sinfulness, timidity, which I was the most timid. You don't think that, but that's because the Holy Ghost is a little more bold. Lack of boldness. Faith was to become a more exhilarating thing in my life than the go-karts, the tree houses, the horseback, the motorcycling, the swimming in dynamite holes in De Quincey, and growing up learning about life in general. Then I had to go to school, and I had to have a job, and I had relationships. This relationship that faith took me to is an ongoing thing in my life. I don't know the exact day that I really fell in love with faith, but it was somewhere around 1959. It was in Baton Rouge where we lived at 161 South 11th at the corner of 1101 America Street. Now, I'm fixing to break loose and share something with you that is critical for you to listen to carefully. Okay? At, one, at 1101 America Street, we had an evangelist come in. And it was one of those times when I really did enjoy what happened. And I can tell you that what happened was real. I watched it with my own eyes. A lady that was first in line. The speaker told him, line up against the wall because God's going to heal you tonight. The first one in line was a lady in a wheelchair. And they were lined up all the way to the corner with crutches and canes and limps. All the way to there and all the way to back. And he started preaching. He never took his eyes off of this lady if, if, if he did, it was very limited. I was sitting on the second bench just about where you are, Sister Lisa. And he said, Mama, listen to me. Look at me right now. Now, let me tell you something. God can't lie. And he said he was going to heal you. So, Mama, let me just tell you one thing for sure. If he don't heal you, he don't exist. Mama, just let me tell you that when I pray for you, you're coming out of that wheelchair. Now, he's never looked at any of the rest of them. He kept his eyes focused here. And Mama kept looking at him. And he kept on talking. 
And he said, Mother, you listen to me. You see all those people that came up with you? Let me tell you something. He is an invisible God, but he's going to make himself visible to you tonight. You are going to get out of that wheelchair. And he did that for about four to five minutes. And two of of those uh, uh, statements he made, I'm about to leave it out. He said, if you don't get healed, not only is God a liar, I'm a liar. Well, mama's sitting there thinking, you know what? I better get healed. Because if God, if I don't let God loose in my life, I'm going to make the preacher a liar. I'm going to make God a liar. So he's smart enough to know that the more he preaches about making others a liar, she better get a hold of a faith that will get her out of that chair. Now, I'm telling you, I've never done that. I don't think my faith has ever been that high. But I'll never forget that because I was watching from that second bench and I thought, man, God may be real the way he's talking. And finally he gets right close to her and he said, in the name of Jesus, you rise up out of that wheelchair. I'm not living if she didn't get out of that wheelchair. I can't tell you of all the next succeeding people that came up that he didn't have to say that. They already knew God was a liar and they didn't really have a right to trust him. He didn't have to say it but one time. He spent a whole five minutes pointing her finger at her. But all the way around, they felt it around there because, man, when I get up and he lays hands on me, I'm going to look pitiful. So I better get healed. The lame man at the gate got healed because his faith rose to a superior place in life. And that started something working in my life. I mean, they laid crutches on the platform. They laid canes on the platform. People went dancing down all the way to the far side. They danced up and down the middle aisle. And that place went wild. I was there. I'm a personal witness to what I'm telling you. And I am also a witness to his demise. When he started to die, He told the people in his church, you put me on that altar. Don't you put me in no coffin because I'm going to resurrect just like Jesus did. As far as I know, he's still there. He could inspire faith in others and they got their miracle because he knew enough about God that God could not lie. And he inspired them to get their healing. I'm here to tell you this last day revival is going to come with a bold crew of people that have a confidential faith that he can't lie. It is impossible for him to lie. He said love the world and go into the world and love them and give to them and have have mercy on them 
the revival that is waiting on the Pentecostals of Paris and the Christian people in Paris is the revival of Joel, the second chapter in the last days. It's going to all come together. It's not going to be a little here and a little there. It's going to be a dynamite revival and I don't want to miss it. I don't want to be caught up in my stuff, in my thinking. I want to be ready and I want every one of you plus your family to be jumping up and down and saying my God is able to do everything he said but he's not going to do it on our schedule now I think I told you this about 15 years ago we lived a block and a half from the hardware store now I was a beneficiary of that faith story okay They had a little, what we would call a go-kart nowadays, but this was a sophisticated one. It had fenders on it. It had a real steering wheel. It had a forward and reverse. And they wanted $300 for it. See, to y'all that sounded like, I'll help you. No, back then, you could buy a Coke for a nickel. I'm not old. I've just been around that. <laughs> Seven cents. You remember those days? So, coming up with $300 was a little bigger deal. Be like coming up with 3000 now. Maybe more. In Shreveport. And I couldn't ever find one of them go-karts. And one day, somebody helped me get a go-kart for $60. And, and, and y- y- y'all know some of the deals that I get. I patterned that after the guy that got them. That was my dad. He didn't believe in paying full price for anything. And he wasn't even a Jew, but he had a big nose. Brother Brother Jeff, I got that little go-kart. I was as happy as if I had the red one. I drove it all the way down to Corbett Elementary School, which was about five blocks. And I'm riding, and I've had doubts about whether I really got the Holy Ghost or not. And I was making circles and having the time of my life on a pitiful looking go-kart that a good looking one wouldn't have done any more for me. Except give me a little more pride. And I'm lying, if I'm if I'm lying, I'm dying right now in front of you. Don't shoot me. I was making the big circle. And about the second or third time, I don't remember what time it was, that I come around that last corner and the Holy Ghost spoke to me. At that time, I didn't know it was the Holy Ghost. But the spirit that 
the thought came through my mind. This is that go-kart that you wanted years ago. It just don't look like it. It did the same thing. It was the same amount of fun. And I didn't have to pay $300 for it. I will give unto you your bosom, your heartbeat. Some of you are getting now what you prayed for a long time ago and you forgot the prayer. So it's hard to give him thanks for it. But give me peace. Give me joy. Give me righteousness. Ever since that day, I wouldn't have wanted to sell that go-kart. We got rid of it because of. But that was an answer to my little childhood dream of Funville. God is already putting things in your life right now that you never even thought truly thought that it would happen oh yeah you had a dream of making money yes you had a dream of getting married but then you did married the wrong woman or wrong man and then you fuss and fight that wasn't the kind of deal you was looking for but he said I- I'll give you peace and and then in that peace you can bring peace to that home and and, and you can find joy but but God I thought you was going to do it all no, faith does it all. Faith without works is still dead. That's why I fell in love with faith. I fell in love with faith a long time ago because it works. It don't work without work. Faith without works is dead. It will never produce the right thing that you really ask God for. But if you ask God for it and you water it with tears and prayer and passion and obedience, I can tell you as a real testimony, I have never yet prayed for anything that did not happen in one way or another. I did learn to pray not my will with it. Because there were some things I was glad later that he never gave me. Because with every gift he gives a responsibility. And the responsibility would have been far in excess of my knowledge at that time. And so I will never forget how faith does its work. It is patient because love is in control of faith. And love is patient. Love does not behave itself unseemly. And faith and love work in tandem. Love the Lord thy God and have faith in God. Produce the righteousness and the giftings of God. And that's why he said... There is a peace and a joy and a righteousness to this thing called the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost will amplify the word. And the word will become a path. And the path will become a source to finding that destiny of your dream. So, it was in those services. And I'm going to cut out a lot of it because I can tell I've already reached you. Let me insert here. God addresses all things pertaining to life. 
We think nothing about cutting a cancer out of our life. We think nothing about brushing our teeth more than once a day even. I see some of y'all grinning. That's because you you brush them uh, probably every time you eat. And uh, those of you that don't, don't feel bad about it. There's a lot of dentists that will be glad to help you. Come on, folks, it ought to be a joy to come to the house of God. It ought to be a thrill to partner with each other in this event. It ought to be like, man, we're coming together here. We're all going to hear the same message. We're going to rejoice together. We're going to bleed together. We're going to survive together. We're going to go to heaven together. We're going to reach the city together. We are unified. We are in Christ Jesus, a new creation. And we are unified by the blood and by the word and by the spirit. And if there is a break in the unity the promises are not going to come that way because the head is the Christ and the head is the body of the word and in the head the word is the head of the church and the head of the God the word is God and the head of God is sovereign in him there is no variableness either shadow of turning now I do want you to know you need to know this When he said in him there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. We want to hold him glued to right here. No, you got to understand. He's in the tree out yonder. No, you you got to understand. He's in the sun. Without him, the sun don't shine. Uh, Oh, oh, you got to understand. He's in the moon. That's his moon. They're all his. They're his creation. The Bible said it's his handiwork. Every star out there. No, no, no. They all operate together. He said, they do that. But my people, which call by my name, they are got to organize themselves under the same voice. And if they don't all hear the same voice, they become a bastard or illegitimate child. I'm here to tell you, I don't want to be an illegitimate. I want to be in the line of the inheritance. I want the heirship of Almighty God. I want the inheritance of what he gave when he came out of that grave. And he gave gifts to men. And he gave men to people. And he gave us a bloodline and he gave us a Holy Ghost power and he gave us wisdom and he gave us knowledge and he gave us instructors and he gave us exhorters and he gave us rebukers. He gave us everything we need to be jumping up and down and saying I am in Christ a brand new creation all things have become new and nothing is impossible Why I love faith. And go ahead and come get some music. This is on the third page and I got ten, so I'm going to stop. Faith. Just don't quit knocking. But he does it invisible because he don't want all these people seeing just in case you turn him down or in case you don't open the door of your heart. So he knocks on your door of your heart in critical times. You make sure you touch him when things are not going like they are. You make sure you get to him 
so he can open the door or you can open the door of faith in him because when you're going through hell it's hard to want to do the open the door thing because you're already the devil is already trying to condemn you the reason you ought not to open that door you haven't been perfect you haven't been perfect you haven't been perfect you haven't been a perfect preacher you ought not to even knock on that door you ought not to even care about it because nobody loves you and all that junk that the devil tries to put in your clutter up your doorway when God is saying open the door open the door that's faith when you open the door and let his word come parading in when you open the door and let his holy power come in I'm here to tell you he'll start functioning in your hands and he reached over there and he just bless you y'all could, you, you can't see this smile would, would you turn it around now, now don't smile yet don't smile now now that's what he's going to do for you tomorrow. I said, that's what he's going to do to you tomorrow. He's going to give you joy that's unspeakable. He's going to give you glory in your life. He's going. You didn't come here in vain. I'm here to tell you, if you are receiving the word of God, you're going to walk tomorrow in power. And you're going to say, I'm going to leap over truth and jump over a wall. I'm not going under. I'm going over. I'm not getting under those circumstances. I'm getting over it. I wish some of you men would stand up and shout hallelujah about five or six times with a good stentorian voice. Come on, men. We're going to lead this people. We're going to lead this people. And we're going to find the sheep that the lions and the bears are trying to take out. Faith gets up again. The devil wants to knock you down, but faith gets you back up. I promise you tomorrow he's going to try to knock you down before you believe in this message. He's going to try to tell you something that will keep you away from it. I'm here to tell you that the headship of God says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden and burdened down with care. I will give you rest, son. You come unto me. You follow me. I'll lead you to still waters. I'll lead you to joy unspeakable. Don't you listen to the naysayers. Don't you let that junk crud up your mind. We need to read again what the fruit of the Spirit is so we can know who we're working with. I said we need to read the fruit of the Spirit because without the fruit, it's a dead spirit. You say, Pastor, that's hard stuff. It's going to be a hot hell. And it's going to be a glorious heaven. And if you're living in torment and you're not in joy and righteousness and peace, you need to renew your relationship with faith. And say, faith, whatever you show me, that's what I'm going to mind. And faith will lead you to the Word of God. Now, if you have faith in flesh and you have faith, it'll lead you to things that corrupt. And fall apart. But faith in God will lead you to the rock that is higher. We sing about it. Could we stand? This altar, and I encourage everybody that will to slip down here for about three minutes and pour your heart out to God.
Now, if you're apprehensive about COVID or any of that, please feel free to stay in the back. I'm not trying to monitor anybody. I'm just encouraging you that the more we pray together, the more glory we're going to have. And I encourage you to burst into the praying in the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost is the power of God unto salvation. And renewing the Holy Ghost is renewing the power. Renewing the Holy Ghost is renewing the privileges. The renewing of the Holy Ghost is renewing your future, the vision. Sing it, singers. This is revival time. Sing it, mama. Sing it, daddy. There's going to be more healing. There's going to be more victory. Come and overcome. Oh, yeah, Lord. By the blood of the Lamb. By the blood of the Lamb. And by the word. By the word of our testimony. you to join hands with another family or at least get close enough to pray for them. And what I want you to pray for is, is like this. I don't want you to find out what their needs are. I just want you to pray, God, supply their needs according to your riches in glory. And, 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 and do that. Brother Griffith, you started off with all those that you're holding hands with. Then let them pray for you. And don't take a long time. Just pray a simple prayer of faith. God, whatever they need, you young people, look at each other in the eye. And mamas and dads or mothers and friends, just pray a little simple prayer. God, whatever the needs are, I'm praying and joining with their faith. We are going to be the body of Christ. We are going to love one another in a way that we have not reached yet. It is always we have enjoyed each other. But I'm telling you, there's going to be a power source as we join our hearts and hands together that the devil can't penetrate. He can't rob any more of our kids. He is going to be having to turn loose of the ones that he did rob. 
I'm here to tell you revival is knocking on the door of this assembly. rescued me he delivered me and you set me free oh, and never since oh, I've been changed there's miracles that are going to happen from this meeting I can lift my hands and say don't you put thank you for your grace just tell it church like this without people hungering it is your prayer of faith that has raised up his word in this house tonight to give you a destiny let's clap our hands one more time thank you father 
We rejoice in your word. We rejoice in your church. We rejoice in the singing. We rejoice with them that rejoice. God bless you. Plan on it. Wake up tomorrow knowing that he's looking to show himself strong in your life. More than a conqueror, I win. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I have to win.